0: mm
1: <laughs> not for the <laughs> dinner
0: table.
1: Huzzah. That, that
0: took me a little bit more working
1: out than I thought it was, Pour one out, Sophie, as I do the introduction.
0: mommy Oh, can you just cork. Toss, toss the cork for the
1: Sugar lols? So, listeners, welcome Ooh. back, and welcome, new listeners, to the realm of Sugar Balls high strangeness and thankfulness to the Norse gods.
0: Thanks, Odin.
1: We are a podcast covering all things that we find strange and interesting, weird and wonderful, going from mythical legend to the craziest of conspiracies, from hauntings and ghost stories to aliens and cryptids. I'm David.
0: And I'm Sophie. And
1: welcome to Not For The Dinner Table, home of the Ghost Mouth. Scoo!
0: Nothing now. Nice. I think it needs to be like our mascot yeah. the Ghost Mice. Oh. Mmm. Are you okay? Yeah, I just spilled. Oh no. So Dave, yes. how's your week been?
1: My week has been fun, fucking tastic. I
0: That's, am so glad. Um, My week's been really great. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Kids are all back into a school routine. Yeah. And that's really nice. I've only got one kid, but I take my sister's kids to school, so Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to say kids. Say the kids. Waffling now, waffling. Filling (laughs) in background info. I'm fine, yeah. Learn a little bit more about me. Why don't you just... Friggin', sit up and listen to me about what I got to say about my life and how it happens. I need to stop recording. Help me, help me, listeners, help me now. No, I've had a great day, actually. Um, it's Thursday. Pottery started back today. My pottery class, which was. Shout out to Birds Pottery. Big Shy Tight. Birds Pottery is. Sponsors of the show. Georgie from Birds Pottery. It's one of our biggest fans. Mm. She listens to us while she's doing her glazing in the cellar. Hello, Georgie. Hello, Georgie. Doing your glazing in the cellar.
1: (laughs) How are you doing? Glazing, your face off in the cellar.
0: Glazing, glazing.
1: i need to stop
0: now that's the episode
1: kids yeah there we go in two weeks hi
0: georgie (laughs) goodbye everyone (laughs) hi georgie goodbye everyone else (laughs) i don't know what's happening to me right okay yes so anyway pottery started again which is great one of my favorite little things to do always a good time we had um, Gloucestershire
1: Pride, which is yeah, amazing. Yeah, How was
0: that? It Tell was me all so about it. So
1: good, really, really great, great environment. Mm-hmm. They did such a good job, and I know one of the organisers, and they just made this really lovely space, and good. it was just fabulous. And we met these really cool people um, who own a started a company in lockdown for gender gender neutral clothes and it's called, like, labels on a soup can, I think is what the business is called. I'll find it and put the link, but they do really nice hoodies, really nice jumpers, Ah, caps, bottles, and things like that. Um, So they're local, it's ethically sourced, it's, um... Yeah, it's really, really nice. So
0: great. I'm just gonna go and um, <laughs> open the door to my dishwasher. <laughs> it's real life. It's real life.
1: It's real life. It's real podcasting. It's
0: real dishwashing.
1: Yes, we're doing it. We're do. I mean, Shut up, <laughs> dishwasher. You need to go home. You're drunk. So yeah, they were great. Yeah, pride was great. Good. Yeah. Very Excellent.
0: Nice. We've both had successful weeks then.
1: Sure. <laughs> successful <laughs> weeks.
0: Mhm. Great. Right. Anything else to report?
1: Have you got any Oh, yeah. Okay. We didn't get to see Katie and Olivia from what's um, her name?
0: So, they've gone back gutted. to the States now. They've
1: gone back now but Olivia ensures me that she will be back next year. Good. So we will plan ahead Let's and Let's plan make ahead, sure I was gonna say. Plan ahead. That it ahead. absolutely happens mm. because it was so lovely to see all of their pictures on Instagram yes. and the tours looked amazing. And they went to Sally Lund's in Bath and I was like, how many buns did you have in Sally Lund's?
0: Because a Sally
1: Lund bun, you can't beat. Um, but really yes. sad that we missed them. Yes. But we will see them, I'm sure.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely will.
1: So, have you got any news?
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. A few.
1: Yeah. A oh, brilliant. A little bit of gin news, yeah. Gin's news.
0: Uh, do you know what my news is? What? Nigel's news.
1: No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the parents. they are me it it it. The and
0: Dave. I did show you this earlier. it's Cutting. We've I've got, got an actual a, cutting. a newspaper cutting yes. from a newspaper an actual newspaper my dad well actually my mum cut it out but my dad read it and uh circled it because he thought we would be interested in it and then i said to mum can you please cut that out because i need it for the podcast and so she did so i've got a little newspaper cutting that i'm going to glue into one of my uh books Ooh. so that it's in my little research book for future memories when i'm old and gray and looking through what i used to do in past lives I'll look back at this podcast and go, there we go.
1: Shall we sing the jingle?
0: Right, let's do it. Come on. <laughs> I'm getting, like on a mission today. No, no news is good news, but some news, from nice, nice news. news. Not, Not for, for the, the dinner, dinner table. table. News. Lovely. You go first then.
1: Okay. Uh, reported in the mirror.co.uk. Yeah. This comes from Jin, mum of the show. Mystery over 80 skeletons found on building site with hands tied behind backs.
0: Ooh!
1: The bones, thought to have been there for centuries, were found in Buckingham in the early 2020.
0: In the early 2020.
1: (laughs) During work ahead of plans to convert a site into a 72-bed care home. Oh. The mysterious discovery of around 80 skeletons, some with hands tied behind their backs, has prompted calls for an official probe. The bones, thought to have been there for centuries, were found at West End Farm off Brackley Road in Buckingham. Oh. Now, a local councillor wants, cl- of course, wants clarification yes. over what took place. Councillor Robin Stuckbury is oh. calling for Buckinghamshire Council to prepare an interim report. He said, "As you are aware, a number of bodies were uncovered during excavations ahead of work at West End Farm on Brackley Road in Buckingham for a planned care home. This included 18 bodies with hands tied behind their backs."
0: Amazing. I mean, not amazing for them, but what? Like, gee, what happened to them?
1: Historian Ed Grimsdale previously told the BBC that he believed the skeletons the were Anglo Saxon and it could be one of the biggest finds of its kind in the UK. Wow. Mr. Grimsba- Grimsdale, Mr. Grimsby, <laughs> Mr. Grimsdale, a historian from Buckingham Old Jail Museum. Mm cool. Mm hmm. And shout out to episode two. How'd you say jail? How'd you say girl? (laughs) Girl. Girl. And the Buckingham Society said, this is potentially the biggest find of executed prisoners in the whole of the South of England in Anglo-Saxon times.
0: Bloody hell. What a find. I know. What a find.
1: So it must have been like a mass execution. Yeah.
0: What have they done?
1: I don't know. Something bad or maybe not bad. Or
0: maybe just just not, existed yeah just we're alive. Oh yeah
1: that's my news. Wow. nice and sad.
0: I'm gonna uplift you now. <gasps> Lift <Live> me up
1: <laughs> Bear Jerry, how you well?
0: Jerry. Oh ginger spice. <laughs> Penguins may hold the key in quest for aliens. This is news from, I think, The Telegraph.
1: Tell me everything. By Sarah
0: Knampton. The James Webb Space Telescope will be launched from the French Genoa. No? Genoa. 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 On December 18th, packed with instruments that could detect life on other planets.
1: I thought you were going to say packed with penguins.
0: nasa has announced british scientists believe alien life forms may have already been detected and that studying penguins could help them identify the types of organisms that live that exist in other worlds. In 2020, experts at Imperial College London and Cardiff University discovered traces of phosphine, a chemical made by microbes that thrive in oxygen-free environments in the clouds on the planet Venus. <gasps> ah! Phosphine is found in the guano of gentoo penguins. Guano. 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 <laughs> guano.
1: <laughs> guano.
0: Guano is the poo of penguins. Right. Yeah. Or okay. well, lots
1: of poo is called guano. Yeah, lots
0: of it. You know.
1: They're no, like, that poo is called guano." <laughs>
0: All or... right. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. <of> Gentoo <laughs> penguins, and the scientists are keen to study the birds to determine whether similar bacteria live on Venus. Wow! Dr. Dave Clements of Imperial's Department of Physics says we've reported no. <laughs> says we've reprocessed the data and we're convinced that the phosphine finding is real but we don't know what's making it there are some anaerobic bacteria that produce phosphine it's found in pond slime and the guts of badgers and in piles of penguin guano, guano. <laughs> It's very hard to measure and study, because if you let oxygen in, it destroys it. We don't know why anything produces phosphine because it requires energy. It's not a byproduct like methane. It may be something to do with defense or signaling against competing bacteria. Oh So are penguins aliens? No. Are badgers aliens? No. Did they arrive on a spaceship altogether? No. Did the penguins fly the spaceship? Or did the badgers fly the spaceship?
1: Badgers. (laughs) Definitely, because they've got claws.
0: That is exactly what my dad said.
1: (laughs) That's a stupid question. Of course it was the badgers. Of course it was the badgers. (laughs) Although you've seen Madagascar, right? Yes. The penguins might have been the penguins. Yeah anyway there we what go if there are venus penguins venus penguins i want there to be venus penguins oh yeah i hope they just look fabulous
0: i was gonna say i bet they're all multicoloured <laughs> yeah. and beautiful strutting a bite on venus yeah shitting yeah. Like phosphine shitting phosphine <laughs> everywhere with a load of badges, cleaning up after them. <laughs> yeah, get in the plane. <laughs> Just get in the plane, and we need to take you again uh, to another planet.
1: Anyway, that's my news. Love that. Well Thanks, Nige. done, Nige and Jin.
0: Mm. Mums and dads
1: of the podcast. Yes, because we're far too busy <laughs> to do our own research. <laughs> we could now get our parents to do it for We've us. We've literally got researchers. We do, yeah. It's taken 69 episodes, Yeah, the podcast... 69! 69, feeling fine. So when I started researching this, I couldn't stop thinking about um, bingo, because when I was young, we used to go to Hale in Cornwall, and we used to go to the same campsite many, many times. Yeah. And there used to be a bingo there, and the bingo caller was called Terry. Right. And so there were loads of different, like, numbers and things like in special calls. Oh, yeah. And then when they got to 69, they'd go 6 and 9, 69. And everyone would go,
0: "Ooh, Terry!
1: (laughs) (laughs) And as a child, I had no idea, but obviously was like, yeah, this is hilarious, Ooh, (laughs) Terry! And now I look back and I'm like, that was wholly inappropriate! (laughs) Totally disgusting, Terry. Absolutely. How dare you parents take a poor, innocent 13-year-old boy? <laughs> Ooh, Terry! <laughs> I bet you loved it. I did. Loved a bit of bingo. Oh, I
0: love bingo. Mm. We should we go. We should go. go. Mecca.
1: Yeah, get a dabs out. Gala. Gala.
0: Yeah. yeah. Might be lovely, wouldn't it?
1: So, 69, what subject did we choose?
0: So, we were doing a little surprise, weren't mm. we? We decided to do a surprise. So, um, I went down the route. I'm going first tonight, so... Am I?
1: She's, she's bossy. <laughs> Obviously. I'm
0: bossy. Anyway.
1: No, go assertive. You're I'm... assertive, don't Yes, you? I Let am. anyone tell you you're bossy. Apart from you. Apart from me. <laughs> So Dave. I will be the only one that doesn't empower you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else must.
0: Exactly. Everyone. We've spoken recently of ghost mice. School School. <laughs> and I thought for our surprise story today, I would gather a small collection of haunted animal tales.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I have to caveat already that I did not put as much thought into the reason behind my story.
0: Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So these are all stories. I've got six Little stories. Tete-a-tete. Tete-a-tete. Little... amuse boogies. Yes! Little stories to tell the children. Little <laughs> ghost stories of, of animals. These are all from my beloved book of the law of the land. Oh, you love that book, don't uh, you? Honest to God, Dave. If anybody's looking to buy a really good book about the law of the land... <laughs> This is is the book for them. Westwood and Simpson, The Lore of the Land, A Guide to England's Legends. This is it. That's what you need. Anyway. (laughs) I looked through it and I was amazed and highly amused at some of the animals that are said to haunt this small isle we call... England. Off we go.
1: Off we go. Where are we going? Right.
0: Let's look at marker number one. In Is
1: it that? one. <laughs> and Sophie's.
0: <laughs> We're off to Cheshire.
1: Oh, I love Cheshire.
0: <clears throat> Congleton, mm. to be precise. I think I've been there. Oh, Excellent right uh also what i thought we could do after i've read each story you need to give me the sound of the animal but in (sighs) in ghost form
1: okay okay i'm ready
0: in the 19th century and also the 20th century people reported seeing the ghost of a white cat sitting on a post near the remains of congleton abbey if human beings approached it would jump into the air and vanish it was said to have been a cat belonging to mrs Winge, a housekeeper at the former abbey some accident must have befallen it for one evening it returned to her cottage only in spirit form contentedly sitting on the steps but refusing to enter she tried to coax it indoors it slowly disappeared Every evening, the cat would come and sit on the step, but always disappeared before the eyes of friends and neighbours who came to watch it. The appearing and disappearing cat has been linked with the Cheshire cat in Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland.
1: Wow! Cool, huh? Yeah, I love that.
0: Cat ghost noise, please, David.
1: (coughs) Yow. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Thank you.
0: So we're staying in Cheshire for this one.
1: Yes, where?
0: We're going to Godly Green.
1: Oh, I don't know it.
0: No, I don't either. But we might want to go there. Because one of the more persistent supernatural beliefs in folk tradition is that phantom animals haunt dark country lanes and that to encounter one of them is a dangerous and may even be a death omen <gasps> do you know what i'm talking about dave
1: is it a dog
0: it's a phantom dog writing in 1982 so not that long ago
1: no well it is now okay it's like 40 <clears> years <throat>
0: ago okay yeah but it's the year before i was born so it's not that old actually Uh, Frederick Woods mentions as being current the story that a fearsome spectral hound as big as a cow patrols a roll a a rolled?
1: (laughs) a rolled a
0: rolled in this village it has huge yellow eyes a lolling tongue and a foaming mouth and utters a very loud deep baying woods quotes an an account of a personal experience dating from the early 20th century when a man told him how it came up beside him on a road and walked along beside him staring at him without blinking terrified he tried to hit it But his hand went right through it and it touched the hedge. It was the most hideous thing I ever saw. Its feet went pitter pat, pitter pat, with a horrible clanking noise like chains. I wouldn't meet it again for £20. I never want to see it again as long as I live. Do you want to go and see it, Dave? Yeah. Let's go. Ghost dog, please.
1: Well, you said it was like a deep and baying. So I'm gonna go with like.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh my god. (laughs) my favourite thing to do ever. <clears throat> okay, we're still in Cheshire. They're full of haunted animals.
1: Cheshire, I feel like you're being a bit selfish.
0: We're going to Stani.
1: Oh, that's
0: funny. <laughs> the collection of local anecdotes. No. I <laughs> Let me start again. The collection of local anecdotes collected from members of the Women's Institute in 1950s includes a standing joke against the people of Stani as being timid simpletons. Allegedly, they were so terrified by a duck, which used to wander down the lane towards Stoke that nobody dared to go that way. Eventually, a band of men, ambushed it, cut its head off, and buried it at the top of Stoke Lane. But that only made things grow worse, as for now, the ghost of the duck haunts the lane waddling past with no
1: head. I mean, how do I make the sound of a headless duck?
0: Well, I think you should just make the sound of a ghost duck.
1: That's the headless duck waddling down the lane.
0: Okay, limb. now I do a duck noise. Oh, I've just
1: lost my page. <laughs> Listeners, I hope you're enjoying this. I'm giving you everything.
0: I've just lost my page. I just pulled my thing out. So moving on from Ducks.
1: To Cheshire. We we're moving Cheshire? on from
0: Cheshire to Highgate.
1: Oh, come on, in Highgate. London. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Spectral animals and birds are common in British folklore, but it's fairly unusual for them to be interpreted as the ghost of a specific individual creature that's died in in known circumstances. Mm. Among these, the one haunting pond square in Highgate is unique, for it is the ghost of the world's first frozen chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) The ghost
1: of the world's first I mean chicken. this book is
0: giving me everything I need it is on a snowy day in March 1626 as John Aubrey records Lord Francis Bacon politician philosopher and one of England's first ex- experimental scientists was riding in his carriage through Highgate and pondering on the preservative effects of how snow and ice how effective it might be with meat. He told his coachman to buy a chicken from the farm they were passing. Kill it, pluck it and clean out its innards. Then Lord Bacon himself began stuffing the birds with handfuls of snow and stashing it away in a bag filled with more snow. While doing so, however, fits of vomiting and shivering, which he had already felt on the coach journey from Gray's Inn to Highgate, grew worse. And he took refuge in a friend's house in Highgate, where he died a few days later. It's not known in what icy hell Uh. the chicken spirit spent the next 300 years or so. (laughs) But according to Peter Underwood and other modern writers... During the air raids of the Second World War, several aircraft fighters and residents of Pond Square reported seeing a fairly large bird unable to fly because almost all of its feathers had been plucked, running around in circles and pathetically flapping the stumps of its wings. It was reported again in 1960s and 70s, apparently dropping out of the sky with a pathetic Walk. Whenever it's seen, it's shivering. Oh, that
1: poor chicken. It's
0: a bit sad, that one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But it's a frozen chicken ghost.
1: You're going to make me do a freaking chicken ghost now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Fucker! <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, poor frozen chicken. Poor ghost. frozen
0: chicken goes.
1: Fabulous.
0: Mm. And Dave, there's more. There's one more. This is one more little tete a tete for you. We're going to Rutland. Oh yeah,
1: get up the Rutland
0: coats more to be precise. <clears throat> Recorded by Rutland Local History Society, is the tradition of an animal ghost—an unusual, and sorry, and unusually, an animal actually known in the village rather than a shape-shifting boogie. Do maybe like a bogger? Hall was the home until 1913 of Countess of Lonsdale, remembered for her generosity in giving blankets to the widows and poor people and presents to the children at Christmas, not to mention a fine supper for the bell ringers. The Countess brought back from Egypt a donkey she named Pharaoh. And she would ride this round and round the covered exercise ring, or at the treadmill, a path around the adjoining fields. After the death of the animal, it was said to haunt the hall yard. Aww. Perhaps he was treated more kindly at Coatsmoor than he had ever been in Egypt, and after death was loath to leave the place he loved.
1: Oh, Pharaoh No,
0: know, Pharaoh the donkey There's a donkey ghost
1: I love donkeys
0: I love donkeys too Aww, Aww. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: That was very good, Dave Thanks. Welcome those to your very good. impressions. Thank you I loved
1: my little ghost animal round trip
0: well, I think it's nice to talk about animal ghosts as well as human ghosts.
1: I think so. It's nice that they're there.
0: Yeah. We need to represent the animal kingdom as well. <laughs>
1: yes, we do. <laughs> Circle of life. Hakuna Matata.
0: Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Ain't no passing <person> craze.
1: <laughs> oh, Yeah. Right then, Stace. Thanks on. for that.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry. Oh dear.
1: <laughs> You're pleased to know I'm not going to be asking you to make any impressions. Oh. Okay. Maybe. No. Yeah, thank you. So I'm going to talk to you tonight about one of my favourite cryptids, and that is the flatwoods monster Ooh. i thought we might have covered this before but you've told me we haven't so hopefully we haven't we have. listeners if we have let us know sorry we forgot
0: maybe we're giving you something new if we have covered it probably not okay <laughs> we're just
1: you know bringing it back so picture the scene i'm picturing it was almost a fully dark evening lovely like, just a little bit past twilight, not maybe quite dusk. Okay. On the evening of September 12th, mm.
0: 1952.
1: Not far off today, then. No. Edward May, Freddie May, Neil Nunley and Tommy Hyer, all young residents of the town of Flatwoods, are playing on the lawn of Flatwoods Elementary School. hmm Suddenly, a bright light streaks across the sky overhead (gasps) and appears to crash into the hillside on Bailey Fisher's farm. Oh, it's the aliens. The boys run to see what it is that they saw in the sky. The Mays' home was on their way, so they stopped to tell their mother, Kathleen May, what they had seen, and Kathleen called on the National Guard Eugene Lemon and the family dog Richie to accompany her and the boys to the crash site. I feel like this is an episode of Stranger Things, like, or a series of Stranger yeah. Things. Already. So upon reaching the crash site mm-hmm. The group saw a pulsing red light mm. Lemon shined his flashlight up the hill And the group witnessed a terrifying sight <gasps> A ten foot tall creature With a head shaped like a spade What? Like a, a spade Okay Not oh, a spade <laughs> Okay. Not a spade face Like a
0: spade from a deck of cards Sure Right Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes and what appeared to be a dark metal dress. So think lower half... Yeah. um, Dalek. Right, yes. Upper half, 10 foot tall, weird creature, spade face. The creature's hands were twisted and clawed, and what seemed to be its eyes glowed an eerie orange colour. It appeared to levitate off the very ground itself, and a strange, sickening mist hung in the air. Mm -hmm. The creature hissed and glided quickly towards the witnesses, and the group turned and Mm -hmm. ran away in terror. I would. Some of the members of the group suffered from throat irritation, vomiting and nausea, which persisted for days.
0: These symptoms
1: were passed off as side effects of hysteria, But it's worth noting that these are also telltale signs of exposure to mustard gas.
0: Oh, okay. So could it
1: have been like some kind of military thing gone wrong and they used the gas to get rid of them?
0: Sorry, tell me what the date was again.
1: The 12th of September
0: 1952. Oh, okay.
1: So, May and Lemon, so Kathleen and Eugene, reported the incident to local authorities, who then searched the area that night and claimed to find nothing. Mm. No pulsing red light. No pulsing red light. Mm. No half Dalek, half alien spade creature. Mm. No weird gas. Another sighting of the creature similar to the description of the Flatwoods monster was reported by Mrs. Audra Harper not long before the infamous sighting on Fisher's farm. Harper claims to have seen the monster whilst walking through the woods near her home near the town of Heaters. Heaters is about five miles north of Flatwoods. Okay. Harper and her friend were walking to a nearby store the road leading out of their property was impassable so they were taking a shortcut through the forest instead of walking the road which would have increased their trip significantly about half a mile into their trip they noticed a ball of fire on one of the hills Harper dismissed it assuming that one of their neighbours was fox chasing so like burning the foxes out awful
0: yeah, not nice
1: when she glanced back she saw something unbelievable what the fire had vanished oh and in its place stood the tall dark silhouette spade face of a man-shaped figure huh? with a spade face oh. terrified harper and her friend ran escaping among the rocks and boulders strewn around the hillside the day after the september 12th incident in flatwoods another strange sighting occurred near strange creek Mm, i mean stranger things (laughs) strange creek is about 20 miles south of flatwoods reportedly george and edith snitowski oh lovely name indeed and their 18-month-old son were oh. driving through the rural area between Clay and Braxton County on Route 4 when their car suddenly died. Mm-mm. Mr. Snitowski... <laughs> Why did I go with surnames? <laughs> Mr. Snitowski attempted to restart the car to no avail. It was nighttime. Did I mention?
0: I think it's nighttime.
1: And the road was deserted. Okay. While the Snitowskis were trying to decide what to do, a foul, sulfurous smell filled the air. Oh. And their baby began to cry.
0: Oh, no. A
1: strange bright light filled the darkness and the couple witnessed a 10-foot-tall creature no. With a spade hovering face. in front of the car with a spade no. face. No. The description is similar to that of the original sighting except the monster was not wearing um what is presumed to Starlet be dress. the spade-shaped <gasps> hood Ooh. that gave it its spade-shaped face instead its head was reportedly reptilian and bony. Oh, no. The creature dragged its lizard-like hand across the hood of the car before drifting away into the woods. Oh, good. Didn't hurt them. As soon as the monster was out of sight, the car restarted and the couple sped away. Snitowski would later give his account for Mail magazine in 1955.
0: Oh my god, I would be giving my account if that happened to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> These stories have become an eerie folk tale, creating a fascinating culture in the small towns around the county. An ice cream shop called The Spot opened in Flatwoods, offering a photo opportunity with a painted iteration of the monster. And a museum dedicated to the monster's story. I- operates in the town of Sutton, a few miles south of Flatwoods. Oh. Five huge chairs built and painted in the monster's mm-hmm. image have been erected around the county. The Flatwoods monster has not hissed at boys in that little village of Flatwoods, West Virginia since <gasps> the 12th of September 1952. Oh! People grin about it now and take monster souvenir money for hun- from hundreds of monster tourists every week.
0: Well, it it's has become
1: a local legend, a southern spook story, that defined the tiny village of less than 300 people for more than six decades. Oh
0: my goodness me!
1: And although the monster has not been seen since the original incidents in 1952, its impact on the rural community has been huge. Sometimes, reports say, if you stand outside at night, you can almost feel it, like the monster left a gift from the stars, oh. and they haven't quite found it yet.
0: Oh, I love it! Yeah. Oh, so is it?
1: there was further invested. Well, I don't know. Possibly crash-landed alien, yeah. and maybe the alien was really injured, mm. and like was trying to get somewhere, yeah. and so like. That's why the next day, the Snitowsky saw it a little bit further yeah. away, and then maybe it just eventually died. It didn't hurt anybody, did, they, did it? No, maybe just the government people. picked it up. Yeah, that's it. They would have done. Because if it was like, if you would imagine an astronaut crashing down on a planet, and yes. then and the people there seeing it, yes. I'm like So if it wasn't alien, Terrible.
0: so if you were describing an astronaut, yeah. You'd be like he had a massive round head.
1: A ginormous. Like a really head,
0: marshmallowy really body. Thick yeah. arms.
1: Moved Stubby really little, jerkily. Yeah. Had a huge, massive pack on his back. Yeah. It could be. Yeah.
0: Definitely.
1: So Ooh,
0: yeah. It
1: could be an alien. However, <coughs> Sorry, there yes. were individuals that investigated this. And after investigating the case in two thousand, Joe Nickel of the Committee for Sceptical Inquiry concluded that the bright light in the sky reported by witnesses was most likely a meteor. Oh. That the pulsating red light was likely an aircraft, navigation or hazard beacon. Don't agree with that? Because if it's like on the farm because yeah. they were like saying it was like there, not in the yeah. sky. It was on the ground yeah so had a plane landed mm-hmm. in the farm no and that the creature described by witnesses closely resembled an owl i know lolly lolly didn't sound like an owl to me no, it doesn't sound also, like an owl. owls kind of do have spade faces upside down spade faces think of a barn owl
0: well yeah but upside down yeah Maybe, yeah, I guess so. Yeah.
1: Nichols suggested that witnesses' perceptions were distorted by their heightened state of anxiety. Mm. Nichols' conclusions are shared by several other investigators, including those from the Air Force. Of course. Definite alien sighting.
0: I think so. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the night of the September 12th sighting a meteor had been observed across three states Maryland Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and West Virginia
0: West Virginia which is where
1: Flatwoods is
0: Mountain Mama
1: take me home I
0: it's <laughs>
1: we have to finish it (laughs) according to Nickel three flashing red aircraft beacons were also visible from the area of the sightings which could account for descriptions of a pulsating red light and red tint on the face of the supposed monster right but again they'd have to be quite low like yeah mm, I don't buy that bit no okay there was a meteor but I don't buy the whole it's not
0: in the air
1: no it's on
0: the ground the ground
1: or it's and like also, around.
0: like, if a meteor had hit, they'd know about it. There'd be a crater, wouldn't there? So.
1: Well, not always. Loads of meteors hit. We're not always talking like Armageddon Deep Impact.
0: Well, why not?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we need to be.
0: We all need to be talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess not. No. Nicole... One landed on someone's driving. in Gloucester, didn't oh, it? No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: Nicol concluded that the shape, movement and sounds reported Mm. by witnesses were also consistent with the silhouette, flight pattern and call of a startled barn owl. Oh, here we go. Perched on a tree. Blame it
0: on the barn owls. Blame it on on the barn barn owls. owls. Not the weatherman.
1: (laughs) Blame it on the barn owls. (laughs) perching on a tree (laughs) leading researchers to conclude that foliage beneath the owl may have created the illusion of the lower portions of the creature described as being pleated like a pleated green skirt but it wasn't described as a pleated green skirt it was described as like a metal dress Researchers also concluded that the witnesses' inability to agree on whether the creature had arms, combined with May's report of it having small, like clawed hands, which extended in front of it, also matched the description of a barn owl with its talons gripping a tree branch. Also, but sounds again, a little bit like a T-Rex. But again, astronauts—they yeah. can't move their arms no. very much in the suits. Exactly. Exactly. According to the sceptic, Ryan hoped even the local boy, Max Lockhard, admitted he had driven around the site hoping to see something in his Chevy truck. Paranormal investigators concluded that the truck's oily red- residue and bits of rubbery substance must have been left by the creature and not the truck. Oh. Horpt explains, nausea reported by some of the witnesses as symptoms consistent with hysteria and over-exhaustion. So, was it real? Was it not?
0: Um, I think
1: it was real. I like to believe it's real. And even if it's not, what a great legend to have lasted so long even there are so few sightings and
0: also bought a lot of revenue into the uh, flatwoods that's it area. good old
1: cryptids bringing money to people bringing the money i'm doing a cryptid stitch
0: long at the moment dave
1: you are Ooh. what cryptid are you doing at the moment mothman oh still still mothman
0: still the same one
1: mm. not finished it yet. well well done and that's it that's my story well done that was fabulous thank you very very good
0: oh thanks we've not done that one before
1: i would like to just thank um braxton WV.org mm. and wikipedia and history.com for their support well,
0: well done. Story. well done all of you yes well done
1: anyway yes thanks for listening to not
0: you're welcome <laughs>
1: If you enjoyed this episode. Oh,
0: we're going straight out then. We're having a little chit chat before we go.
1: Oh, do you want it? What do no, you want to talk fine, about now? Don't worry about it.
0: Just cutting us off.
1: <laughs> you got anything else that you'd like to say? No. I feel like you're cross with me now. No, I was just going to say. So, you do have something else you want <laughs> to say? Because
0: you were talking about urban legend. Hmm. I watched Candyman yesterday.
1: The new one or the old no, one? No, the
0: old one, by myself.
1: Why would you do that?
0: Because actually, it's not that scary. Oh, no. I was... I wanted to watch something and was like, I need... But I wanted to watch it before I watched the new one. Yeah. So, watched it last night. And actually, I don't think I'm afraid of horror horror films anymore.
1: Oh, Wow. That's good, that changes everything <laughs> Candyman, Candyman <Don't>. changes everything
0: <laughs> He's changed my life, might change yours <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, well we're going to put together a collection of horror movies for Spooky Caesar
0: Woohoo! Yeah. Yes we but should yeah.
1: review horror movies for Spooky Season. Mm. Which ones haven't you seen?
0: Uh, well, I haven't seen very many because I'm so shit scared <sighs> of them. But actually, um, I was talking to Steph about this the other day. I think Candyman was where it all began for me because my cousins, when I was very young, made me watch it. And yeah. then I was like, nope, no more. But actually watching it last night, I jumped a few times. Mm. But actually didn't find it that terrifying
1: challenge accepted
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. listeners if you
1: have a horror film that you would no. recommend for sophie then let us know mm. on our social medias or at not for the dinner table at gmail.com yeah and we will start
0: Start my horror journey. Your horror
1: journey yeah. in October.
0: Spooky season. Okay, maybe I'll watch and one, and one a week or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. we well, together. Do we'll it. do it together. Okay. Fabulous. Anything else?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought of it because you were talking about urban legend. And, yeah, you know. All
1: right. All right. Don't get narky with me.
0: I'm not getting narky with no one. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. <laughs>
1: Right, come on. Thank you for listening to Not For the Dinner Table. If you enjoyed this episode, then why not check out some of our other episodes? Such as episode 43, My Best Friend Is a Lizard Person. Oh. That's episode great one. 38, Snally Cats. Yeah,
0: Snally Cats is great. Really great episode 27 halloween spookiness
1: episode 27 halloween spookiness always good and let's throw in episode 17 local legends and things from the forest the forest is always a great place to be absolutely links to those will be found in the show notes if you'd like if you'd like (laughs) yes if you'd like to help Not For The Dinner Table grow, then spread the word and tell a friend. We had too many vodkas before starting <laughs> this recording. If you'd like to go one further, then please,
0: please
1: leave a review wherever you found the podcast. Yes, And please. give us five stars for our greatness. Do you want more Not For The Dinner Table in your life? Yes, always. <laughs> then follow us on our social media platforms, for more great content <laughs> coming to you day in, day out. You, I love that you're just like freewheeling, mate. You can follow us go. on Twitter and TikTok at NFTTTTTTT. <laughs> nftdt. N-F-T-T-T-T. You can follow us on Instagram at not, not for, for the, the underscore, underscore dinner, dinner table. table and Facebook at Not For The Dinner Table. And mm. make sure that you say hi. Do you have a strange story, a question, a topic that you're burning for us to cover? Burning! Burning! Then email us on notforthedinnertable at gmail.com. Yeah. This podcast is written and produced by me, and me, with research support by Jin and Nige. Oh yes, our logo was created <laughs> by Kaylee, and you can see more of her work on Instagram at kcreatesdesign. We love you, Kaylee. We, we do. might need an updated logo with a ghost mouse in it, though. Squeak. Our music was created by the wonderful Chris Scott, and remember, everyone is welcome at our dinner table.
0: Except, oh, I don't know.
1: The Who's Blackwood not?
0: skeptics. Oh yeah, yeah Fuck off, skeptic.
1: It weren't a plane in the sky.
0: It was not in the sky. <laughs> What's that up there? Nothing, because there was nothing down, down there. there. It's down there. You fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> right, need to go to bed now. Too you many do. bodies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bye! Bye. Goodbye! See you in two weeks. (laughs) Maybe. I hope so. Yeah, well we did two weeks this time. Yeah, well done us. We did well. The Dinner Table is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more.